Hello and welcome to another exciting edition of VaultMonster.com's Beyond the Lens. This week I am joined by Ed Horman near the home of Bigfoot in O'Fallon, Missouri, as well as Dustin Hart near the home of Gravedigger in Nags Head, North Carolina. Another exciting weekend, the first weekend in February in Monster Trucks. After we had a great January, we talked about that in the last podcast. A lot of storylines carried over from that podcast, and we're going to talk about a few events. I was uh, privileged enough to be in the Tampa show. I'm going to discuss that. Ed's going to be talking a little bit about St. Louis, Missouri. That was a huge show. And Dustin is going to be discussing a few double-down winners this week. This time, we are going to do it real quick for you. And let's get started with Ed. Why don't you tell us a little bit about the St. Louis Monster Jam? Biggest one of the year, as usual, for yourself, no? You're absolutely right, Robbie. This is the biggest show in St. Louis, pretty much, and uh, I had a great opportunity to go there. First, I want to get my thank yous out of the way. I want to thank Carl Van Horn and Feld Motorsports for the hospitality. Uh, you know, I'm just going to go over some major players that I happen to see there and uh, was impressed with. You can go to MonsterJam.com to see the results. AllMonster.com, we have four great angles of the action from myself, Josh Rhodes, Chris Kalen, and Brett Moise. Check those out. Brian Wright driving the Monster Magic. You know, I didn't really expect much from him, the second truck in the, uh, the, the Team Unlimited with uh, Steve Sims. And uh, basically, you know, he came out in racing and impressed me a lot. Uh, he's got great throttle control, great control of the truck. Uh, he came out and actually beat Tom Minson Racing, and uh, you know that was pretty, you know, pretty uh, big statement making there beating Tom. He actually went after the race, went over to Tom, pointed right at him, gave him a little, you know, thanks for that, and it was a cool sight to see. Uh, Damon Bradshaw and the Monster Energy truck. Uh, he actually had a bad day. Um, you know, his rear steer was going, was fighting with him the whole event. He actually freestyled the whole, uh, I want to say it was almost 90 seconds, um, with his rear steer cocked to one side. Incredible performance from him. You know, you know, when you see him, he's going to put on a show no matter what, if the truck's broke, if the truck's not broke. Jimmy Creighton, his truck this year just looks different. I know it's the same chassis and everything. But it just looks different. I don't know if it's the new tires he has in the front or what, but this thing was hooking up and going wherever Jimmy wanted it. And he was a man on the mission, and he was able to get the uh, racing win over Lindsey Wink, which was an incredible racing here in St. Louis. Carl Van Horn driving the 30th anniversary Gravedigger. His first time here in St. Louis, and let me tell you, he put on a great show. Actually, in qualifying, he had a uh, little, little trouble, landed, and uh, kind of ended up on a dumpster, which was, you know, it was impressive to see. In racing, after coming back and qualifying from the flip in the roll into the dumpster, uh, he you could see he was still trying to get used to the track and the truck, and uh, 
he he didn't get as far as he had liked. But freestyle, he put phenomenal performance with that 30th anniversary grave digger, made everyone in St. Louis happy. And if it wasn't for Tom Mintz, the next person I'm going to talk about, Carl would have been the winner here. Tom Mintz, the next person, what can I say? Last week on the podcast, I said... I'm gonna, it's going to be a little scary to see what Tom does this week. Is he going to try to top Neil? Is he not? Well, I think he was trying to top Neil. He had a great performance going in uh, throughout the night, and he ended it with a barrel roll flip. Ended up on all fours and ripping pretty much everything out of the front end of that truck. Brandon Lambert and crew are going to have a lot of work this week to get that thing repaired, but I know they're going to have it ready for next week. And that was pretty much my highlights from uh, St. Louis, Missouri. Again, I want to thank Carl Van Horn and everyone at Feld Entertainment for their hospitality. Definitely, and as I'd mentioned previously as well, you can check all those photo galleries out at allmonster.com in our 2012 photo section. Rapidly filling up, we appreciate the photography from... Brett Moist, as well as the support of Chris Kalen, Ed Horman, and Josh Rhodes. Lots of great stuff there, guys. Make sure you don't miss out on that. Did have a question for you, Ed. What do you think, how much damage do you think Tom did to that truck? Because to me, when I saw the video, I was just in awe. I mean, there were a couple, uh, a few years ago, Neil Elliott was at the awards banquet and uh, had a similar kind of look to the truck at the end of it. It was just torn up in the front. Basically, the chassis was sitting on the housing at the end of it, and uh, they said he did like $17,000 worth of damage to that truck. Do you think Tom outdid Neil on that one? Uh, you know, I think he did because I know looking at it, it was pretty much the same case. The frame was sitting on that housing, and, uh, you know, all those axles, all, all those shocks were pretty much shot, um, and it looked like there was some rear-end damage, too. And I think definitely he, he was able to one-up Neil in that, for that uh, quest. Excellent. Well, we'll be looking forward to checking out a lot more stuff from St. Louis. Like I said, you can check it out on allmonster.com. Next, we're going to talk a little bit about Tampa, the event that I was at. I really enjoyed this show, as usual. Being a part of the I Love Florida Tour has been a great experience. And uh, I just had a couple quick points. St. Louis was the main show on the weekend, but Tampa didn't do too bad either. Uh, first off, it was a different race course for Tampa because they had just been to the show a few weeks ago, we discussed that on the podcast, and uh, they wanted to give the fans a little bit of a different look, and the fans responded very well to the racing course and the overall show. It was a standing room only crowd. They announced a sellout shortly before the show started. Very, very good to see that the markets are being grown in places like Detroit, Tampa. You know, there's multiple shows at multiple venues, and that's something that I think is really cool. Anytime that you can bring the same product back and spice it up a little bit, People love their monster trucks in Florida and all over the nation, so that's getting pretty cool. Uh, the thing that really stood out to me in racing, uh, obviously the course is Anaheim style. If you haven't seen that before, be sure and try to look up some videos some things like that. Sort of hard to explain, but uh, basically it's complicated, and uh, it is a real driver's course, so it's something different to look at and to analyze. When I was checking out the racing, the thing that stuck out to me was that true racers one out. There is no more of a true racer in this sport than Dennis Anderson and Gravedigger. He started out the night basically messing the course up. He he did not finish the course in his qualifying run, and he went from that to marching all the way through the field and ending up with the fastest time of the night, blowing the doors off of almost everybody he faced, beat maximum destruction uh, in the finals. Neil Elliott could not repeat his performance from Orlando. But those were the two guys, Grave Digger and Maximum Destruction. 
throw a little bit of Brutus in there. And uh, surprisingly, Lupe Sosa and Grinder looked like he had the course going pretty good. But uh, at the end of the day, Dennis Anderson, you could tell, analyzed the track, got a strategy going on, and learned how far he could push the truck without spinning out, as a couple of drivers did. The dirt was a little bit loose. Uh, Gravedigger takes a nice racing victory and uh, unfortunately could not double down as he's done at a few other shows. Freestyle was all about two teams to me. It was about Team Scream and it was about Team Slifco. Uh, just amazing performances from these two teams. Steve Kohler and Wrecking Crew got the night started off with a solid run that ended up, uh, you can call it a little bit of luck, but it was also some skill. A little bit of throttle input enabled Kohler to hit a fresh stack over a bus, and uh, he planted that sucker right into the bus at the base of it, flipped over backwards. You'd think the run's done, right? Well, it pivoted just just so on the nose and rolled back over, and suddenly Steve had the crowd on its feet. Great to see that run from Steve Kohler. He ended up in, uh, I believe, the top five, if not number six, in the freestyle finishing. And, uh, you know, really cool. I talked to Steve a little bit after the show. He was fired up in his interview. He was still fired up after the show. He was happy to hear that Jim won. And, uh, you know, they're uh, actually good friends on the road with the Slifkos. Eradicator had a solid run going until an RII issue. Uh, I talked with Andy before the show as well, Andy Slifko, that is. And he said that he has a couple of new parts in the truck, and that's really helping his confidence. And you can see it. He's really aired Eradicator out, not that he didn't before, but he's much more aggressive in his freestyle runs. If he could have had a full run, he'd have done pretty well in the scores as well. But as as is usually the case at a big stadium, Jeremy Slifko and Backdraft shown out. He had a great run, and uh, you know, hey, a little bit of luck once again playing a part. But he was aggressive, and he really, really flew all over the track. It was sound. It was fury. Pulled up a slap wheelie, and uh, suddenly tripped the back end over a, over a hill on the track and cartwheel and. Anytime you see an independent truck do that, it makes your tum- your stomach turn if you see a lot of parts raking off the truck. That definitely was the case with this deal. Andy uh, Slifko was probably not too happy with the bill after this show, but Jeremy soldiered on. When the truck came back over onto its lid, the crowd went nuts, and he was going to give them some more. Launched over another van stack and another flip and over and back onto the wheels. The body was trashed. He told me after the show it was a few four-link bars torn off as well as an oil pan, and obviously he's going to need a fresh body for the for the show, and that was just the initial damage report. So they had a lot of work to do. Luckily, uh, AllMonster.com client Tim Mente uh, with the storm damage and hurricane force team will be helping Slifko get ready for this week in Miami. So, hey, you know, it's a Monster Jam family. They stay together. That was really cool to see. As far as the winner, Jim Kohler, all I got to say is that man is nuts, and he's finally got some equipment that holds up for him. He took off for an absolute moonshot. It was a unique experience to see a truck coming up at you when you're sitting in the press box. And that gives you an idea. Kohler's truck was easily 40, 45 feet in the air. Landed like a pillow as much as you can land as a pillow from 40 or 45 feet. Awesome freestyle run. He kept great momentum. And he proved why he's the freestyle world champion. You know, a few wins this year. He followed up a great freestyle in New Orleans with this effort and he was a hands down winner. He pushed the trucks behind him, Gravedigger and Maximum Destruction, Grinder, all those guys to uh basically break and uh did not get the victory. It was all Avenger in Tampa. Great show overall. 
Obviously, those Tampa fans are wild, and the I Love Florida Tour will continue this week in Miami. Dustin, why don't you tell us a little bit, to close the show out, why don't you tell us a little bit about the other events around the monster truck industry and a little bit of thoughts from you. Yeah, I guess we'll talk about another guy that broke out of the world finals this year, but this time not in competition. Of course, we're talking about Ryan Anderson, the son of a digger. Guy's been on an absolute tear. We're probably sick of talking and hearing about Ryan Anderson right now, but it's for good reason. He is on fire. I mean, literally, there's nobody out there right now I think that is winning with as much regularity as Ryan Anderson. Goes into Vancouver first time back uh, for the Monster Jam in Vancouver in several years due to the Olympics and the remodeling done at the stadium. And goes in there and doubles down. And doubles down convincingly. And, you know, he's once again showing that he's probably one of the biggest threats to go into Vegas and pick up either a freestyle or a racing victory. He's just been on absolute fire. Finally got that racing victory out of the way on a major stadium floor. He's heading into Miami this weekend to get to run against old dear old dad who's having a pretty good winner himself. I'm really looking forward to see what's going down in Miami this weekend. And then we move on to Houston where Alex Blackwell had another breakout performance in the Wolverine. He's been running great all winter long, went into Houston, went in there, picked up the racing victory, and then followed up with a pretty good freestyle run that was good enough to take the victory despite, I don't want to say that it wasn't a normal run that would win a stadium freestyle, but he went in there, he put in a full pull, did what he had to do, and everybody else around him couldn't live up to it. Well, there was a lot of breakage going on in the show, and Blackwell outlasted them all, and sometimes that's what it takes to be the winner. He also followed up, came out, and delivered in an encore performance and put on another great freestyle run. So hats off to Blackwell. He's doing a great job this winter. Yeah, I definitely agree with that point on Alex Blackwell, Dustin. Uh, you know, he perhaps has the most freestyles this year with all these encores that he's doing. You know, I think it's a good decision by, uh, you know, the higher-ups in the Monster Jam series Occasionally, they will have a couple of drivers ready to go in the background. If they feel that a show isn't living up to its billing for you know luck reasons, basically, whether whether it's breakage or rollovers or whatever, uh, if they feel the fans haven't gotten enough, then they're going to send somebody out after freestyle is over. And I, I really think that that's a good idea, uh, you know, provided drivers are willing and everything, uh, which they were. And Alex has been Mr. Encore this year. Very cool to see that. Ryan Anderson's on fire as well. I'll be able to bring you guys the you know the full report from Miami. It was good to hear from Ed about St. Louis. Guys, do you have any thoughts on uh, what we're going to see next week? What we've seen already, and uh, you know, uh, I believe Ed had a little bit of a comment. We've got a we've got a nice little feature for you guys coming up in the coming week here. Yeah, Robbie, you know, we, myself and Josh Rhodes were actually to sit down and uh, had a nice little interview with Leo Donald, and we're going to put this out uh, very soon, more than likely, as a monster profile, and uh, I think it's going to be a good read into Lee as a person. Well, Robbie's going to be in Miami. The event I'm looking at, to me, is Anaheim 3, going back for the third time to Angel Stadium, and that's a stellar lineup going into there. You know, reading off the names here, you know, okay, we got Charlie Pawkin, Neil Elliott, uh, Lindsey Wink, Todd LaDuke, Adam Anderson. You got J.R. McNeil with uh, Raisin Kane and Darren Meigs with Bounty Hunter, who's having a great year himself. Uh, you know, Darren's one of those guys I really enjoy watching. He's got, uh, he's not only a great driver, but he's, you know, one of those guys that's really integral to a team and makes sure that everything is well maintained and ready to go for every event. Uh, Love seeing what comes out, what happens with Darren. Also, you got uh, Chad Fortune, who's having a really great year in Captain America, and uh, really looking forward to see what uh, Kelvin Raymer and Time Flies guy, gang has uh, up their sleeves. 
Kelvin nearly had a pretty incredible save in Vancouver. So hopefully uh, things will come together for Kelvin. He's having a bit of a rough year, having a hard time keeping the truck off its lid and uh, hold together. But uh, hopefully for Anaheim 3, it'll all work out for him. Definitely. We're all looking forward to it. And while we're getting some shout-outs out of the way, we want to thank the Incinerator Racing Team and Ryan Rice for his help with the St. Louis event, as well as the Monster Trucks Unlimited team with Steve Sims and company for their support during that St. Louis event. As well, Morgan Kane gave us a nice shout-out on Facebook about our podcast. So we want to say thanks to Morgan. If you guys, if you guys are listening, you need, to, you need to get in there in that Facebook. Shout us out. Let us know what you think of the podcast. We love that feedback. Uh, Mad Rat as well, Marcel Deegan, one of the European tour guys, has been shouting out our photo galleries and everything. Guys, that is paramount. We appreciate the support. Head over to Facebook. Go to facebook.com backslash allmonster. Click that like button and you'll get the best monster truck coverage in the industry. Live coverage from events, photos, monster profiles. You name it. If it's monster trucks, it's what matters. We'll see you next week on Beyond the Lens. Thanks, guys.